Welcome in once again to the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Happy mid-July is the time when this is coming out on July the 15th. The 15th of July. Stephen Bell and with me as always is the ever amiable and always adaptable. I don't even know if I know what that Come word on, is. I'm gonna, I don't I'm even know there. what that word is. We're going to get there. Right, this is Lee Sharp. There we go. Awesome. I told you I'd be coming with some more adjectives. I all think right? Steven is literally reading a dictionary <laughs> before we get over here. <laughs> Just so that he can come up with more you, adverbs. You have that, no idea how true of a statement you just made. Um, amiable, diffusing warmth and friendliness. I diffuse warmth and friendliness. Do you, a, you diffuse them? I diffuse diffuse is, them. A, is that a negative thing? I feel like a. Is that a. Not, a, not defuse, but D I F F U S E. What does that mean? Diffuse. We don't have time to look it up. Let's we just, don't have time. Let's just get into I, it. I just looked up pos- positive ad- adjectives and that came positive up. And, and adaptable is. Uh, is what we're doing right That's now. We're doing we are right just now. rolling with the punches as we're doing it. <laughs> so true. We are not the only people in our podcast room right now. No, we are not, man. How about a, how about you let us in on who we've got joining us this week? We've got a couple of guests with us, Ron and Sammy. No, Sammy. Ron. You oh, got God. that totally backwards. I'm going to lay my head down. No, so much, so much for adaptable. We're going to find us another adjective that works now. Incorrect. Incorrect. I don't Ron, know. Is there a way to turn that into an adverb? No, no, there's not. You just took Sam and Ronnie and you called them Ron and Sammy. Ron and Sammy. <laughs> it was verbal dyslexia. <laughs> I apologize. No worries. We're still friends. We're still friends. That's great. It's I'm happened not, before, I think. I'm not stopping that so that we can correct. Are you cool? You know what? Just leave it. You're adaptable. Just leave it. Cameron, don't even edit that out. I apologize. Just leave I it in there. The mic, but oh, too funny. man. Uh, yes, joining us is Sam and Ronnie Judd. Yes. And and uh, they have actually been on campus with us for the past few weeks here at Camp Nathaniel. We're still in the middle of our summer ministry here, and we've got high schoolers on campus at the time that we're recording this. And they are our missionary speakers for this week. They they shared with the middle school students last week mm-hmm. as missionary speakers, and they were even here as part of. Actually, Sam, you were the main session speaker for our grade school week. And then I think you guys might have uh, been hanging out during orientation yeah, week. So during orientation, yeah, yeah, man. So what's it like <laughs> to live in Knox County now? <laughs> That's uh, what it feels like. <laughs> it's been great being over here. At some point, yeah. we have to get you a PO box. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, at this point, how long do you have to stay before you get a before you get mail here? Uh, we sure like the place we're staying in right now while we're here. Uh, well, so. you might as well, man. Uh, well, hey guys, we are we're super excited that you guys were able to uh, take some time out of the day and come and join us for uh, this edition of The Voice of Camp Nathaniel. So uh, Lee's got some questions for us, as he always does, kind of guide our conversation. And, and it's, a, it's been a joy and an honor just to get to meet you guys and to fellowship with you over the past uh, few weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can speak for myself, uh, my wife, my kids. We, we've loved hanging out with you guys and, and, uh, and appreciate yes. the, uh, the ministry that you guys have and your faithfulness to the gospel. Likewise. And, uh, and so I think so, I can speak for Lee, too. Yeah. You're adaptable. Adaptable. <laughs> Speaking of that ministry, what is that ministry? Like what? What's your all story? What do you all? What do we spend do? your spend your day to day? What What do you do? Right. Well, we live over in uh, Batesville, Kentucky, so about an hour and a half from here. Yep. And we are missionaries, and uh, there's several different roles that we do in that. Uh, locally, we're involved with helping several churches. On Wednesdays, we do the youth group at Ida May Bible Church, which is just has that church is such a special place in my heart because my grandpa was a missionary from California to Kentucky. His name is George mm-hmm. Fox, and actually. 
started that church years and years ago. It was a one-room schoolhouse that some folks bought to start a church in. And so we're, uh, our friend Mark Coburn is the pastor there. We do the youth group on Wednesday nights during the school year. And then on Sundays, we drive over to Clay County, mm-hmm. about 45 minutes from us. And I'm the associate pastor at New Prospect Baptist Church. And we do the music there, and I get to do the preaching right now. We love those folks dearly. And then um, we also travel wherever. Um, yeah. I'll speak, and we mm-hmm. do music, and mm-hmm. I play guitar. Ronnie plays piano. That's not all she plays. She plays yeah. more <laughs> What than else me. do you play, Ronnie? Um, well, let's see. I Piano is my main instrument, but I play bass guitar and nice. guitar and a little mandolin. I wouldn't call myself a mandolin player by no means, but... Um, just, yeah, pretty much most standard tuning instruments. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Say, I can't play any instruments, so I find all of it impressive. I can play them all badly. Yeah. (laughs) Just because you can play something, that doesn't mean you can play it well. I can play something. They're all terrible, but... (laughs) Have you tr- uh, have you tried your hand at the Glockenspiel? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. one that doesn't get brought up too much. Nice. Doesn't it? not very often. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, thanks. Oh, and there are hurdy gurdy. That doesn't get brought up either. But you've when, lost when me you, on that you, one. Yeah, okay, I don't know. I'll, I'll fill you in later. Basically, it goes, <laughs> it creates like, a tone in the song. I yeah. think I've heard a different definition of the hurdy gurdy, yeah. but we I, won't, I've, we I've won't heard people confess <laughs> things as the hurdy gurdy is being played. But yes. Uh, so we we also I've gotten to record three CDs in the past, and we're actually working on a fourth one right now. That's a musical Bible study of different things Jesus has called. Very cool. And so we're in the process of doing that and writing a book to go along with it. It's the biggest project we've ever taken on, but so excited about it too. And we definitely appreciate prayers as we seek to complete that project. And then, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. We also live not that far from the Natural Bridge area, the Red River mm-hmm. Gorge, and so that's a burden yep. for us is, man, we have people coming from all over the world just to the backyard because of that. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking, how can we reach those folks coming in? So Yep. Yeah. So you're, so we're talking Natural Bridge, like Miguel's Pizza, all oh, that stuff yes. down there. That's, that is yes. literally my favorite restaurant yes. in the world. <laughs> I mean, not to oversell it, but the last time oh, I was man, in Chicago. Oh, man, it's, great. it's the la- great. The last time I was in Chicago at one of their legendary pizza places, which, yeah. you know, it's just amazing i was like okay just remember it's not going to be miguel's <laughs> but uh, not, record, not chicago but it's for, great for the record we have no endorsement by miguel's pizza whatsoever we have absolutely on this none. we just really like you guys a lot <laughs> yeah, there's anybody there listening there we just really enjoy your pizza all right that's right that's right and l8 you know and l8 yes. and l8 that's true yeah sam has a um what would you call it a formula for math equation uh, yes yeah math equation for pizza eating with l8 okay for every two pieces of pizza, you drink one L. That's it. That's what That's works. That's pretty good, man. Thanks. That's pretty good. Awesome. All right. So I'll keep the questions going because you yeah. all, you're working in a lot of different areas. Um, you've got the music thing going. You've got um, helping pastor, helping lead youth group, helping do all those different things there. Um, but none of that's directly tied here to camp. So I got to ask the question, how did you end up here at camp? Okay, great question. Um, so it's for, very adaptable uh, of you, Lee. Adaptable. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, my, my grandfather, like I mentioned, was a missionary from California to Kentucky, and he was a director for years at Youth Haven Bible Camp, so I grew up being around Youth Haven and worked there for a lot of years until mm-hmm. recently when the Lord has shifted us in a different um, direction. Um, and so Camp Nathaniel and Kentucky Mountain Mission that runs Youth Haven Bible Camp mm-hmm. kind of been sister ministries for years, and uh, Sedine would be another big ministry in our yep. region. And so mm-hmm. uh, the... So I've heard of Camp Nathaniel for years, but then the ANAM Conference, the Association of North American Missions, mm-hmm. where different camps and ministries come together, uh, the regional meeting kind of shifts locations from year to year, and it's held at Camp Nathaniel mm-hmm. sometimes. So that's the first time I remember actually 
uh, coming over. I may have been once before, though, for some sort of family event here. Retreat, but, um, I think. You and came and I, over well, retreat. I came for that, too, after a conference. I've gotten to be here before to leave music for a retreat that okay. my friend Scotty Brandenburg was speaking at. And so, so I've been to retreat before, but this is our first summer to see camp in action. Mm-hmm. And um, we are just absolutely blown away. It's just so impressive, the program here of discipleship. I mean, not only mm-hmm. evangelism, but discipleship. I mean, um, in case anybody listening doesn't know, like there's some things we learned we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have a program to where if they're a first-year camper when they go to Bible class, it's this curriculum. If they're yep. a second-year camper, they go to this class, it's another kind mm-hmm. of curriculum. I-, I sat in on a class today for the high school, and I'm like, goodness, this is in- incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I, I, was, I was texting a, a friend of mine that's really big into apologetics. I'm like, you would love this because they're talking about you know worldviews and stuff. And, yeah, man. And he's like, man, this is so needed. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're just really impressed at how much you guys are getting people into the word because you've got Bible class going on, you've got cabin devotions, you've got um, chapel, you've got the missionary hour, and then even the activities that you do. You're bringing in a spiritual component. Like mm-hmm. we, were, we were visiting, um, what do you guys call it, the nature class or outdoor survival class oh a camper um, versus wild camper versus mm-hmm. wild there you go camper oh i love that title camper yeah. versus <laughs> wild oh wow <laughs> all right so we were we caught the tail end of that and they were talking about how to build a fire and talking mm-hmm. about using it as a, a sim- symbolism of purification in our life and how god uses trials and stuff to refine us and so at every level man kids here are getting the word and yeah so we're we've been super impressed with that and then i guess you had some family that may have been on staff in the past like there's some of your cousins here this summer yes, working yes because uh, my my aunt joan married dick bowers who was on yeah. staff here for mm-hmm. years so mm-hmm. yes so we have that family connection that's as well. awesome so yeah so, yeah a lot of, um actually uh two uh of dick's granddaughters mm-hmm, are on mm-hmm. summer staff with us yep. right now we and, are very uh, glad to call them cousins <laughs> yeah you know you know what's what's funny and uh wh- where i grew up i grew up in uh, a holler called red oak all right okay oh and yeah Dick Bowers oh, yeah. lived in uh, the Bowers. They all yep. lived up that holler. So wow. I did Timo not realize you lived. Dick, okay. I, li- I oh, lived. Wow. I'm about, I was about nine houses up and they were all the way at the head, you know, all the way at the end. That's so cool. So man. yeah, we, we've known them our whole lives, man. That's, that's really cool. We had one of the Bowers on, I guess it was, a couple, uh, it would have yeah. been one or two podcasts ago. A couple um, episodes when, back. When we had the summer missionaries in Yeah, here, Corey so. and, and uh, two other summer missionaries uh, sat in with us, Corey and Derek and Sydney and, yeah. Uh, it's just awesome just to, you, you, you start tracing back everybody's ties to camp and mm-hmm. you realize that we, we share a lot of the same roads, you mm-hmm. know, from time to time. And it's, it's really cool. I think one of the things that's cool to see too, is like, there are people here working now mm-hmm. that say their grandparents and my grandparents or some of my family knew each other. So you've got these yeah. multiple generations that uh, the ties there that knew each other and crisscross and just go, mm-hmm. Isn't the Lord good that he does this oh, and that the gospel continues to go mm-hmm. forth in new generations? And it's just a beautiful thing. The faithfulness that goes through generations. Yeah. Come on. So um, you all have been, this past week and this week here that um, we're recording, you all have been speaking during our missionary hour. And many of our listeners, some of you are campers, and so you know all about missionary hour. Or maybe when you were campers, they had missionary hour. Um, this is a period of time during the day we bring in well, missionaries from far and closer, and we have them talk about the importance of missions and all of that. So what have you all been talking about during your all's time here at Missionary Yeah, we'll walk hour. you so, through it. And first, first of all, what a cool thing that you guys are doing Missionary Hour. I mean, it's mm-hmm. such a great, I think, such a great exposure for mm-hmm. the kids to 
be able to learn about this. So for day one, what we've been doing is just showing them the biblical basis of missions mm -hmm. and looking at um, we're all to be on mission, like the Great Commission, but then we look in the book of Acts where um, uh, where Paul and, and company, Paul and Barnabas are, are called out, and so this, they're set apart for this and looking at that role of missions and the framework of there's, there's goers, there's senders, there's those that um, help behind the scenes, kind of like John Mark did on their first missionary trip. We'll look at people like Gaius and Third John who helped host traveling teachers that were coming through, mm -hmm. and that's also missionary work or traveling teachers. And so we just kind of set the biblical framework for it. And then uh, the next day, we talk about international missions and short-term okay. missions. Because when I was 16, I had the privilege of going on a trip for a little over a month to Suriname, South America. It's right above Brazil. And so we're showing pictures of, or there's in the capital city, Paramaribo, but also back in the jungle. Um, we got to fly back into an area called Tepu, a little village, and show pictures of the runway. And there's no pavement. It's just grass. And the, you know, it wasn't even <laughs> flat. It was like kind of on an angle, and you're nice. landing there. And um, we have a, a piranha, bring out, let them see, and an alligator. And because the piranhas are a thing, man, when you're swimming down there, it's like, well, my missionary friend that I was down there with, Pastor Adams, he's with the Lord now. He was like the Christian Indiana Jones. This guy was awesome. Nice. And we're, I mean, we're down there and he's uh, talking about piranhas. He goes, they won't bite you unless you're bleeding or unless they're hungry. And just, you know, kind of messing with me. You know? <laughs> no joke, we were walking through the jungle at one point. And uh, he, he points down, he goes, don't step in those. And it's a line of ants going across. Like you know, like and in the jungle, there's ones that can like, eat you and stuff. So we show them all kinds of pictures of that. And then there's an area we went to in the jungle called the Saramacan area. They were actually um, slaves from Africa that were brought over to South America and then es escaped, set free, and they ended up in the jungle. And that's another area we got to go to. Hmm. And sh So kind of showing them a different world, like – you know, we got the one village we flew into, the other village, villages, that whole section, we went to by a cargo truck and then dug out canoe, like literally dug out oh, of a tree yeah. canoe with a boat motor on the back and the little boy sitting there dipping out water as you go along so that the boat doesn't sink because water's <laughs> leaking in, you know? <laughs> and we, and uh, so we talk about international missions and like a little bit in the next day, talk about that. And then we talk about home missions and show pictures of like work we've done in camp ministry Mm -hmm. And uh, then also kind of behind the scenes, show them some pictures of the recording and how that, you know, the process, like some of the people involved and stuff and talk about that. And then the last day we talk about the call. What does the call into, into missions look like or the call to anything in life? Because the call doesn't always look the same way. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to equip them to know how to recognize the call of God in their life. Because there's um, times it's a very specific call, and I'll sometimes ask them, hey, what are some specific call illustrations? And some of the kids know them. like, well, Moses, you know, that's a specific call. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Mm -hmm. um, or somebody said, Abraham, well, yeah, okay, you're going to leave Ur. Very specific call, mm -hmm. right? But then there's times in Scripture like Isaiah 6 when God's like, so who are we going to send? And Isaiah's like, pick me, pick me, <laughs> you know? Yep. And that, too, is a call. So sometimes you may have that supernatural experience that you hear lots of missionaries talk about where you just know, like, God is going, this is what I want you to do. Other times it may be just an awakening in your heart that you just find your heart resonating mm -hmm. with something. And you know, oh, wait, that's that's what I'm like. Let's say a kid, anytime somebody's hurt, they find themselves attracted to that situation. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe the Lord is calling them into something in medicine, you know? Yeah. Or a kid sitting in chapel, and he's hearing the speaker, and he's just, for me, this happened in fifth grade to listen to my pastor, Keith Weeby, and I'm, I'm just going, 
wow, the Bible's amazing. Like you, mm. There's so much in one verse, or you can read the same story again, and you're going to learn something new. And just that's when my heart began to, under, uh, when I began to sense the call of God in my life, that from the fifth grade on, I knew I got to teach the Bible. Like whatever else I do, teaching Bible has to be a part of it. So that's mm-hmm. what we've been doing in missions class. Well, praise God, man. That's awesome. That's so so much, and and I, and I love the fact that you give that um, that that perspective on on how what that call can look like, mm-hmm. you know, because because it, it's it, it's never the same formula, you know, really. I mean, there, there's some similarities between here and there, but but I, I love the comparison there with Moses and and Isaiah, you know, and stuff along those lines. So yeah. greatly appreciated. You don't want people sitting around. Not that it doesn't happen ever so often, but you don't want everyone sitting around waiting for their their burning bush moment. Yeah. You have to have this big, large, huge thing. And sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's like you're saying, just yeah. that urge or this thing that keeps repeating over in your life that you're like, maybe maybe I really do need to mm-hmm. get into this here, that it doesn't have to be so so big and so large. That's right. And sometimes you wait for your burning bush moment and it could be somebody just set a brush fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in that case, you're like, yeah, let's think about this a little bit more. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, speaking of that, I know it's a, jo- I know it's a joke, but uh, a joke, yeah. but, but speaking of that, well, that, that's one of the things we talked about in 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 missions of being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. the whole thing in, in Acts of the Holy Spirit comes and then they're sent out. And one of the things I've talked about and Ronnie talked about as well is that if it's really the Holy Spirit leading you to do something, mm-hmm. it's always going to line up with Scripture. Absolutely. Because, I mean, spiritual mm-hmm. warfare is real. And there are times mm-hmm. people think that something's in their head or something, or maybe there, maybe there is something in their head. But it's not from God. That's and right. It doesn't line up it's with true. the Bible. Like mm-hmm. that. I mean, just this last week, I read an article where it's describing someone saying, oh, yeah, God wants me to do this. It's like, well, actually, not according to First Timothy mm-hmm. chapter. That it's, yeah. uh, it's not what God wants you to do. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. Um, we, it, it can, we can very easily... Um, let our, let our feel, let our feelings, our emotions... Um, kind of, kind of, you take take control of that seat that the Holy Spirit is supposed to occupy in our lives, and uh, and the reality is, if if God is calling you to missions, um, or if God's giving you a heart for that, that's that's fantastic. But that's not going to come apart from uh, the Word. It's not going to come apart from just seeking out God. The way we seek Him, we seek Him through His Word because He's given us the complete revelation as to what He desires for us to know about Him. The, the mysterious things belong to Him, but He has given what we need in His Word. It is all sufficient. It is living and active. It is everything that we need. Um, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word of the mouth of God. So, uh, man, thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, giving us an opportunity to kind of just to pick your brain a little bit and uh, and see where God has led you and um, and to see what God is doing now. Now, how can because we had talked about before we came on mm-hmm. what um, how how can our listeners kind of get in touch with them or, or yeah. how how did you if put you, it earlier? If you've been listening to this and you've been really inspired and you're like, man, I really want to get involved with these people here. What are, I want to get involved with what they're doing um, here at Camp to Thinner, we want you to do that. We want to connect you to missions and different things mm-hmm. like that. So, what's a good way to connect with? Yeah, thanks you for asking. Thanks for asking. One of the easiest ways is just samjud.com. It's J U D D samjud.com. I'm also on on Instagram and and Facebook. Um, two of me on Facebook. One's like for the music stuff. One's personal. <laughs> um, either one is fine. Um, but uh, that's also we, we post weekly the uh, Sunday sermons on YouTube. Gotcha. So those should be pretty easy to find again via Facebook and stuff. So 
I don't know how many people realize it. I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to sit down and kind of talk with Sam, you know, kind of behind the, behind the scenes here and there when things mm-hmm. are going on here. But I actually found out, and I don't know, how, I don't know, Lee, if you're going to, if you're going to know who this is All or right. how many people listening would necessarily know. Some people probably would, but, but you, the guy who discipled you is actually Michael Card. Yes, sir. And so yes, sir. Are, are, you're Michael familiar Card. with who Michael Card, musician? It's going right over my head right All now. right. All right. So probably the most well-known song he did was called El Shaddai. Like he wrote that. Okay. Wrote that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. and so like growing up, man, he was just the favorite in my family, like among my brothers and mm-hmm. my friends and, um, just the Lord worked it out for me to be able to be discipled by him. I graduated Bible college, an internship, and then went on the road with him for seven and a half years as a roadie. Sam working, has been a roadie. He's scenes. been a roadie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome, man. I mean, Mike's a, a missionary and a roadie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> oh man. Um, but he's just, he's a real deal. And, uh, lives it behind the scenes as well and just really uh, um, show me the ropes. So it's very uh, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm forever thankful for that experience and definitely am mindful of what's been invested in me and wanted to invest that in, in other folks. Well, um, Ron, Sammy, thanks again for, uh, <laughs> for coming Ron, in. Sammy. <laughs> One more time. What's the web, what's the website here? Samjud.com. Sam and Judd, not Ron and Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm never gonna live it down. I'm sorry, Lee. You're really not. <laughs> never We're am. Still friends. It's are. it's forever sealed in the podcast world known as the internet. So it's on the internet. It's there forever. <laughs> At least until we have to cancel it for some reason, which we don't plan on it. So, uh, guys, again, thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for um, having us, Lee. Yes, I think we're gonna get to some uh, some uh, details about some stuff going on at camp here in just a few minutes. Yeah, we'll jump back in here, get some missionary or some missionary some missions information. I am all twisted up today, guys. We're going to talk to you all about some ministries that are happening here at camp and how you all can get involved. The ever-adaptable Lee Sharp. (laughs) Guys, we'll be back in a second. All right, we've reached the part of the program now where we're going to highlight some of Camp's ministries, and we've actually got a couple of guests in here today, Stephen. We do, and I'm excited about this. I'm really excited about this. So the ministry we're highlighting today is Trails to Truth. Trails to Truth, part of our, uh, it's part of our equestrian ministry, but it's specific, our horsemanship program. And with us, we have James and Hannah Bennett. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you guys here, man. This is great. Glad to be here. It's always good to sit down at a table with four people, isn't it? It's more fun that way. It is more fun (laughs) rather than just listening to you and I talk. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. We should ask our listener. Do you want to hear more of Stephen and Lee? Just you know what? Let's, know, let's just hey, go. Let's actually, just maybe go. we shouldn't ask that question. Hey, four is always better than two. I mean, look at it. Horses have four legs, and they're sure better than our two. I just tried to imagine a horse with two legs, and making that wasn't going to go very far. Already starting off with horse. <laughs> it would have been better if we had snacks. <laughs> it would have, yes. All right. Well, see, that's what happens now. Uh, Lee, take it from uh, there. Right. So, James and Anna, you all have been... Got a, I say new, but it's been happening for a little bit now, Trails to Truth. So what is that all about? How does that, how does this horsemanship program run? Yeah, so Trails to Truth is a, uh, is a ministry that we started about two years ago. Um, This will be our third, third year of it. So it's a pretty new ministry of SMMM. Mm-hmm. That's always a fun name to try to say. Scripture memory mountain, mountain mission, mission, right? Or SM. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so it's a relatively new ministry, but that God's been blessing and just really letting us expand. And so, what it what it kind of is, it's a way for us to de- to use horses to bring kids in 
to then disciple them and further them along in their relationship with the Lord. So our purpose really is to instill God's truth for the salvation of souls. I mean, that's the first thing we want to do is we want God's word to be implanted into their life so that they can be changed by it. And then it's to lead followers of Jesus in the principles of Christian living, right? So we're, we're instilling God's word. We're leading them, teaching them how to live then as Christians once they've accepted the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then it's to equip students with a growing knowledge of biblical horsemanship. And biblical horsemanship... I was going to say, you got a definition there? Yes, I do have a definition nice. for bi- biblical horsemanship because everyone hears it and they're like, and that is... Yep. So biblical horsemanship is simply to develop willingness through a, re- through a relationship with a trustworthy leader. So that's what we're trying to teach them how to do is we're trying to teach them how to develop willingness with the horse through a relationship, through them building a relationship with the horse by them being trustworthy. And that points us all the way back to God because that's what God does with us every single day. He constantly builds that relationship with us by proving his faithfulness, his trustworthiness over and over and over again. You know, and I, I want to chime in here because I, I do want to make sure that uh, those of you listening, I, I, first of all, I don't know how many times that being out and being in the community that uh, I'm constantly approached and asked, hey, does camp do horse lessons? You know, by, by so many parents. And mm-hmm. and I always tell them, I was like, yes, but in a very different way. It's so much more than that. It, it's so much more than just showing up and riding a horse, okay? And this is exactly what we're talking about. Yes, it is a, it is available, but it's not what you would consider traditional horse lessons. There, there's a much deeper um, goal, a much deeper purpose behind all of this. But, and, and, and arguably, a whole lot more than simple horse lessons. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always, I've always told people I like riding horses. I like being able to teach people how to ride horses, but if it wasn't for being able to share the gospel, wasn't for being able to help grow people in their relationship with the Lord, I wouldn't be doing this for a living. Mm -hmm. It's not that much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds harsh, but the reality of it is, is compared to what we do for Christ, yep, it's it's nothing. It's mm, be it's empty ex- if it weren't for our opportunity to share with the gospel. And that's how each person who works at Trails to Truth um, works with our program feels. So now you I, guys, now you guys, you said you're in. You've done this for two years now. Yep. Right. You're getting ready to go into the third year. So uh, tell us a little bit about how the how it yeah. works. Now we we, we talked about the the goal, kind of the vision behind it. Let's talk about how the program actually works. What's year number three going to look like? Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to see how the Lord's going to continue to grow our Trails to Truth program. Um, our first year was kind of a pilot program, and then last year uh, we had a little bit of an edit to our program uh, due to recovery from the flood that happened here on our campgrounds. Um, and so we're really excited for this year. Uh, we are looking at a start date of August 31st. What that will look like is we'll have a parent um, and Wrangler day is what we're, t- what we're calling it. And that's where their families will be able to come um, get a horse ride around um, the arena and also have um, some good food and some fellowship together. But that day is really focused in on how do we, what is the program about, the details about the program, and uh, just getting them kind of knowing what the expectations are of them as they're in the program Um, Our program will start officially on September 5th, 
and we run every Tuesday and Thursday um, from 4 to 6 p.m. So we run from September to December, and then we'll pick back up in the spring and continue on with the same program running from February through April. Good deal. Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, the, I mean, we're talking about now, – now you're talking about every Tuesday, Thursday – um, kind of, kind of, all throughout the school year, really, is what we're talking about, right? So we're talking about. Well, let's just be honest. We're talking about a program that you really have to be committed to, yeah. right? Yeah, it is a free, um, a, a free program that we offer here at Camp Nathaniel. But uh, one of the major things that we're looking for with our expectations is we are looking for commitment and consistency in our program. And so that will look like attendance as well as um, attitude and behavior. We're looking for kids who want to learn about Mm. horses, but most importantly about Jesus. And so uh, those expectations will be listed um, on our registration form so they know them coming in. But really Mm. it's a program that is throughout the year, um, throughout the school year. And so really throughout that time, we're able to develop students and um, in their horsemanship skills, they're going to learn how to walk, how to trot, um, how to lope, and also how to do things like run barrel patterns and pole patterns, and then also learn some of the mechanics of riding horses. Uh, we also include in that caring and communicating for your horse mm-hmm. and how you would do that um, both on the ground and in the saddle. I, I know very little of the terminology. I, I've no. gr- I've grown a lot myself because as a as a parent of a of a child in the program, actually mm-hmm. multiple children in their program over the years, um, I've I've come I've come to learn quite a bit. But still, um, I'm not the one spending the yeah. time there. The girls so, uh, the girls have spent m- many hours down there I, at the horse barn. I got to ask, as the person who does not have a lot of experience with horses, what kind of skill levels are you all looking at? Like if somebody's coming in, do they have to be an expert horse rider to be able to jump into this program? No, you don't have to be crazy. We'll train you how to be crazy. No, <laughs> but, it, but, the reality, but the reality of it is, is you don't have to have any knowledge. This could just be something, this could be your first interaction. And mm-hmm. what we'll do is throughout the years, we'll continue to grow so that each, each time you come, you learn more and you know more. And you teach more, and that's what that that's that's where it comes. You can be anywhere down the road. You can be anywhere from an experienced rider to someone who's never even seen a horse before. We don't care. What is this beast? Exactly. <laughs> Why are they so much taller than me? <laughs> that, that's no dog. I know what a dog looks like. Exactly. So that's that's. There is no required skill sets beforehand. The only thing that is is required is that you must have um, been, you must be in sixth grade and up. So it kind of gotcha. follows the same. We follow the same pattern that we do for our middle school and high school um, camps as well. It just makes it easier for transitioning everybody all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so our students are sixth grade through twelfth grade. Um, so that's kind of our cap where we set it. Uh, just so as they're in school and stuff like that, we're able to work around some school schedules and really be able to meet the needs of children in this area. Yeah, so if you're one of those parents who asked me if your two-month-old can take horse lessons, the answer is no. Two-month-old. Sorry, they didn't no. ask me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like, how many two-months-old are you hanging out with? <laughs> little young, little young. But yeah, starting in sixth grade and up. And uh, and so, so, so here we go. We've got just a couple of minutes left. So let's talk about... Um, 
what do they need to be looking for if they are interested in getting their kids signed up? I know we, you know, we sometimes will say, um, call the camp office and stuff like that, but, but we've still got some time as things are coming, uh, coming to fruition here, but things are in the works. They're going to be seeing some stuff. How can they stay, um, in, in, in the loop basically as to this particular program? Yeah, so the best way to stay in the loop is to check out our Facebook page, uh, follow us, and stay. We will be posting all of the program details on that. And that's um, Camp Nathaniel's Facebook page, by the way. Yes. So make sure make sure you follow Camp on Facebook. Yeah, we also uh, be posting things on our website, which is campnathaniel.org. And so you can check back to the Facebook page and also to our website, and there'll be details coming out very soon about what this year's sign-up process will look like for Trails of Truth program. Um, and, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Good deal. Well, so guys. 6th through 12th grade. Um, starting up pretty soon. When did we say the Wrangler Day was again? Uh, August 31st and a start date of September 5th officially for the program. Very That'll be cool. Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if you're interested and or you got kids or you got grandkids or maybe – you, you are one of those 6th to 12th graders and you're listening maybe, to this, maybe. then you need to be following stay, Camp on Facebook. Stay in the loop. Keep checking the website. James, Hannah, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you yeah, guys for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, indeed. Lee, I think we're uh, I think we're about done for another for another two weeks, I guess. A couple weeks. We'll see. Or you won't, We won't see you, but you, you can listen to who us knows, here again man. in a couple of weeks. Who knows? You, we might see you beforehand, depending on who's listening. <laughs> maybe. Guys, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you back here on August 1st.